Peace, peace. We are back once again. Masterminds of Brother Shem L. I'm your host, Brother Shem L. It has been a minute, um, family. And um, yeah, it's been it's it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Without a strong round to step to. I'm just kidding. It's 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 been a long time. It's it's been a while since I've done this type of um broadcast podcast episode where I'm just talking and just you know not interviewing anyone and just going out and kind of um, speaking some thoughts um, getting into a particular topic where it's just me alone and I'm giving some thoughts but I'm glad to be back um, and I thank everyone who's been following me um, enjoying the interviews that I've been doing um, I've had some really great interviews. Um, shout out Nana's to Neb to Hawker. Um, we did we did quite a few. Um, shout out to him, and uh, of course, there's been some others as well. Uh, of course, he's been the latest one, and I'm still going to do those interviews um i'm looking for some authors some authors that in the subject of more science um to reach out to i have some ideas of some people um will line up but um i say that to say if you are listening to this podcast and if you are an author um a moorish american author if you are an author that um has a book on the subject pertaining to more science and you would like to get on the show feel free to reach out to your brother and um we can look to fit you in because i definitely want to do some more interviews it's gonna live stream them on um, youtube and also have them on all available podcast platforms. So with that, oh, also, I want to thank everybody for those of you who have been uh, reaching out and supporting me through um, purchasing my books, um, either through Amazon.com, where you can get my book, What is the Higher Self, or going directly to my website, shemel.com that's s-h-e-m hyphen e-l.com where you can get all of my books as well as other items as well um appreciate all the support for those who are interested in getting my literature um reach out to me you can like i said through my website shemel.com s-h-e-m hyphen e-l.com um want to give a special shout out to um, Abundance Child out in the Delaware Territory uh, at her place of business, Drop Squad Kitchen. You can find my, if you're in uh, Wilmington, Delaware, in that area, you can get my books there. Um, uh, shout out to Nubian Bookstore um, and my brother who runs that um, location. You can get my books there. Uh, if you're in Morrow, Georgia area, in Morrow, Georgia, M O R R O 
W. Uh, my books are there as well. Um, hopefully, uh, I've just been in conversation with the sister who runs Metal Bookstore in the Atlanta area, Green Barrier uh, Mall. So, hopefully, uh, you may see a title or two out there as well soon. And um, also, uh, up in New York, uh, honors to my Sheik brother, Grand Sheik Joseph Young Bay, as well as his other half, Yolanda Young Bay, the Grand Sheik is there. Um, we was just in talks the other day about having some of my works up there as well. So, if you're in those areas, and, and that's in Syracuse, New York, by the way. So, if you're in those areas, be on the lookout and, you know, try to spot my works, my books there. Otherwise, you can go to my website. Um, again, shemel.com, S-H-E-M hyphen E-L.com. So, I think I've done all the promoting. Again, check me out on my YouTube, um, Shemel YouTube channel. And check me out on the podcast. With that said, I, we can go ahead and begin with today's topic. And today's topic is divine will. Divine will. And as always, I want to begin with a reading from the Circle 7. I'm going to go to chapter 17. And... I will specifically start with verse 35, where it says, In flesh of man, there is the essence of the resurrection of the dead. This essence, quickened by the holy breath, will raise the substance of the body to higher tone and make it like the substance of the bodies of the plains above. Which human eyes cannot behold. There is a holy ministry in death. The essence of the body cannot be quickened by the holy breath until the fixed is solved. The body must disintegrate, and this is death. And then upon these pliant substances, Allah breathes, just as He breathed upon the chaos of the deep when the worlds were formed and life springs forth from death the carnal form is changed to form divine the will of man makes possible the action of the holy breath when will of man and will of Allah are one the resurrection is a fact in this we have the chemistry of mortal life the ministry of death, the mystery of deific life. My human form was wholly given to my will to tune with the deific will. When this was done, my earth tasks all were done. I'm going to stop right there. So this short passage within chapter 17, which is a very long chapter, by the way um, comparatively speaking it's so much to unpack within this one chapter in that passage there's a conversation where the story is um, Jesus um, 
appearing fully materialized and he's speaking with the silent brotherhood and in that he's he's speaking about basically the journey of man of human beings right and he starts off with saying that in flesh in our flesh there's an essence of the resurrection of the dead right so there within our very essence it's in within our very essence to resurrect okay and we're going to get into that that statement of resurrection that that term resurrection what it really means not just what what is used how it's used but what does it really mean and that essence is quickened by the holy breath now you've heard me speak about the holy breath now i'll just cut to the chase with it the holy breath um in the application sense would be related to what some disciplines call your chi, your life force. Breathing, proper breathing, breath work is very important in activating and uh, stimulating and strengthening the life force. So if you look at it from the context of the life force, this is what raises the substance of the body to a higher tone, which is a higher vibration. Okay. So it goes on to talk about, you know, the ministry of the death and and how the body must disintegrate and how the essence of the body cannot be quickened by the Holy breath until the fixed is solved okay and that is the multiple levels of this death because death is really a transformation of leaving one state of form and going into another that's what you're dealing with transition not just on a physical body but it's there's the emotional, mental, spiritual bodies as well. There's all the subtle bodies as well. And keep that in mind. So the point that I'm getting into as far as the divine will comes into place where it speaks about the will of man and the will of Allah, which is the divine will. When that is one, when those two are one, the resurrection is a fact. So the resurrection, what we call what we call a resurrection can't even take place. It can't even be a reality until there is a union with your own will and that divine will. It has to be one in one accord, on one accord. There has to be a union in that. Okay? So why would I even speak of this? Okay? And talking about bringing your will in tune with that deific will, that divine will. And when this is done, the earth tasks are all done. That's the ultimate thing. So I want to bring into the conversation what inspired me to actually speak on this topic. And 
I was pondering what to actually speak on. It's been a long time since I've actually um, spoke like this on the podcast. So while there's a multitude of things one can talk about, I like to speak on things that resonate with me in spirit at the time. And I had an interesting, excuse me. That was raw right there. Had to clear my throat. Sorry about that. Had an interesting week. Now, boy. My apologies, everyone. Uh, I had to get that mucus out, that phlegm out. That, that was serious right there. <laughs> so, um, just a PSA, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, definitely, uh, you want to keep your body as mucus free as possible. Cause that phlegm is, is, is a beast <laughs> when it get caught up in your throat. Uh, shout out to Dr. Seppi, rest in peace. Uh, gotta, you know, get rid of that mucus. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I was basically saying that I was trying to, in essence, uh, figure out what I was going to speak on. And I had an interesting week. So the week without getting into detail, the week, a week and a half or so, um, it was a week of me basically in essence I'm going to put it in this context it was the essence of me attempting to get back into a situation that I was no longer in and the reason I'm no longer in it is because circumstances took place that pretty much forced me out of that situation it was a situation I was comfortable in and um I just kind of figured, well, hey, you know what? I'm used to this. You know, I'm going to go try it again. See, you know, it will work out, you know. And long story short, you know, all of my efforts to get back to that position um, came to a halt. You know, I was just pretty much blocked it. Anytime I, it's almost like the analogy I would I would get is kind of like um, um, you trying to you trying to play tennis, or you're trying to do something where you're trying to get past something, a ball or something through somebody, or you playing against uh, Matumbo, trying to get the basket in the net. And it's like, boop, no, no, no. Like, it, what it, no matter what you try, it's not happening. So, a little frustration. And and it, it just dawned on me, you know, just in reference of, is this the divine will? 
or am I to leave that situation alone? You get what I'm saying? Um, so keeping that in mind, you know, it, I came across something that happened to come across my feed with Steve Harvey and let me, I, just to be clear, uh, I do not go out of my way to check Steve Harvey for words of wisdom, but he happened to come up on my feed and my YouTube and I, and it was a situation where somebody in his audience was asking him, uh, well, their situation was they were laid off and pretty much he had, uh, this person was asking Steve, you know, how do you stay motivated? You know, I got laid off. I've been there for, he was there for over, over 10 years. I know that for a fact. So he was there for a long time. He was a sales rep and basically how do you get back? You know, they saying I'm overqualified, underqualified. How do you stay, um, how do you stay motivated? He said, pretty much you don't need to stay motivated. He was basically telling them, he said, I'm paraphrasing using his term. He says, um, that God will give you signs that you need to move on from that. And if you don't, he'll create situations to force you out of that. Right now, you know, and, and then he kept asking like, what, what is your talent? You know, you, you're trying to get back into a situation and you're not, you're not paying attention to your God given talent. And so I was like, that's interesting that he would even say that. So putting that into the context of the divine will. So that along with other things kind of made me say, well, let me speak about divine will. So one of the things I want to uh, speak on, and I want to also, you know, pretty much refer to the circle seven in reference to the will, because this is very important, um, taking us to chapter seven, right? So in chapter seven, there's something interesting that is said in reference to will and it's in relationship to force it says in chapter 7 the 16th 7th chapter the 16th verse it says force is the will of Allah and is omnipotent and power is that will and manifest directed by the breath there is a power in the winds a power in the waves a power in the lightning stroke a power in the human arm a power in the eye these the ether caused these powers to be in thought of Elohim of angel man or other thinking things directs the force when it has done its work the power is no more so that's something to think about the fact that when we speak about this divine will that divine will is force force is the divine will and it is omnipotent. The power is that divine will, that will in manifest, directed by the breath. Remember, we just spoke about the holy breath, the essence being quickened by the holy breath. And man is breath made flesh, right? Breath is synonymous with spirit because the word spirit comes from the Latin word spiritus, which means breath or breathe. 
So you're basically in essence a spirit. You are the holy breath in manifest, manifested in flesh. And so why is this even important? Because it is through this this breath, this this life force that manifests within you that by way things can happen way things can even manifest we always talk about manifestation manifestation power is the will in manifest you have the power to do things you are in power and we speak about the law right if you go to chapter uh, 2 of the circle 7 Specifically, verse 7, chapter 2, verse 7, in the circle 7, it says, Elihu said, it is not strange, there are no happenings. Law governs all events. So if law governs all events, think of it. If you look at law from a carnal standpoint, from a regular governmental standpoint, law has to be enforced. In order for law to be effective, there must be an enforcement of the law. Thus, you have police officers and other things, they, they're called the law enforcement. They enforce the law. In the federal government, you have the executive branch. And the executive branch is looked as, with the president, is looked at as the branch that puts the law in force it doesn't create the law it enforces the law executive orders etc etc so as above so below as within so without the, the principle of correspondence right so if that's the case then it stands the reason when it comes to divine law for divine law to be effective there must be a divine will right it must be enforced so I should say that law must be enforced and it's enforced through divine will because that will is the force. That force is the divine will and is omnipotent. And power is that will in manifest directed by the breath. So in my in one of my previous my previous my previous episodes I have one that's titled entitled Divine Love right and we know love is part of that triune wisdom will and love and we'll, we'll read on that as well but that particular aspect of wisdom will and love right the triune recognize it you have to acknowledge that in essence before the love is manifested or comes into existence there has to be the wisdom of the will or the intelligence and the force because eternal thought is is one in essence it is two intelligence and force and when they breathe, a child is born. This child is love. 
And so this triune stands forth. And mortals are the ones who call this triune father, mother, and son. And in religious arenas, they'll use father, son, and holy ghost. But that's, and we spoke about that. Again, that's, that ties into another episode, previous episode, where I speak about um, the Holy Trinity explained. So, this triune is, in, is one, but like the one of light, triune means three and one, by the way, in essence is seven. And that's dealing with the septonate, right? It breathes forth the seven. The triune breathes forth the seven creative spirits, or you would call these creative attributes. You know, men, mortals call them lesser gods, the Elohim. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In their in their image, they made man, right? So, keeping that in mind, right? And and we can kind of get deep into that because if you use the the analogy of light, right? Light, it being a white light, goes through a prism and breaks into seven colors a spectrum of seven colors right which you may call the rainbow but even within that there's three primary colors on the spectrum so it's from the one to the three from the three to the seven right the three main colors would be of course red yellow and blue but when you get into the seven is the Roy G. Bid red orange yellow green blue indigo and violet right it's the same parallel again par- the law of correspondence the principle of co- correspondence always is in existence law governs all events so I'm saying this to say in the context of will right for divine will to be there must be before that there must be for divine love to be before that there must be the divine will the divine will correlates with that that statement about purity paving the way for love when you purify yourself there has to be a will there has to be a force if you take something and you leave a house dirty and it just stays dirty nothing is being forced there's no for, there's no action there's no activity to make sure that it's clean Right to allow something else to occupy that space, taking away the filth. Right, that's why all spiritual um, walks of life implement some form of discipline, because the discipline is directly connected to the will, the will to make a thing happen, the will to to be the will to want more, the will to be better, right? Again, when the will of man and the divine will are one, then the resurrection is a fact. Resurrection, people think is just, says, coming up from the dead. Resurrection deals with specifically standing again, surrect. The surrection is a standing in the Quran of Mecca or Al-Quran it's there's a, there's a term 
Yamu Kiyam, and it's called the Day of Standing, right? To stand. So, resurrection is usually applied in the context to make you think that something was once dead and it comes back to life. Not necessarily so. Resurrection means it's standing again. So, for it to stand, meaning it fell or it laid down. Thus, you hear the secrets. Um, those societies, the Masonic societies, Freemasonic societies talk about um, um, raising up from a perpendicular, right? 90 degree angle. Because the concept is that humanity is in a fallen state, uplifting fallen humanity. It's in a fallen state. You're laying flat, right? You're on the bottom level. When you could be standing up with your head up to the sky, raising up at a pinnacle, right? So you hear this thing talked about about why why you slouching? You stand up with your head, have pride in yourself, right? There's something where the energy, and this is on an actual, you know, this is a, a real thing where if you stand up in a proper position you allow the energies to flow through starting from the crown chakra on down because that's how you get the those chakras aligned from the root chakra to the crown chakra right if you're slouching that energy doesn't flow the same you know that's why um, it's very important when you take certain poses you know yoga and you know qigong tai chi your form has to be right right you never see these mystics slouched over you know they're humble but they're never slouched over you know there's a dignity with them okay and conversely you'll see people who are slouched over if you ever I've bear witness to this many times. People who have slouched over, just they just have this, you know, almost like an ape-like position in their body, body language, and they're very low vibratory people. Very low vibratory people. That's not just because it, you know, not just because, you know, maybe they're into a certain type of hip hop not knocking hip hop itself but certain type of negative music um, or music with negative messages in it because not all hip hop has negative messages or things of that nature but just there's an energy aspect to it where they're not even getting charged from the ground from the earth onto the sun right Um, this is real this is very real you know there's a reason why members of the Morris Science Temple of America, the male members, wear the feds. It's not just because it looks good. There's actually energy. The way the way the feds is even formed deals with um, what they call the standard um, column wave, right? which is likened to the pyramid. It's crazy as it sounds, it's true. 
a reason why dunce caps were put on certain people who were called slow because literally they know about the, the energy that rises up from the the top of the head so I'm saying all this to say that in relationship to the topic of divine will when we speak about divine will and law universal law, divine law uh, wisdom, will and love these things take an important part in our lives if you look at it from the context of what I was mentioning before about what inspired me to even speak on this subject right because remember when I first read from chapter 17 I spoke about death the body disintegrating and all that stuff so it's transformation what we call death is really transformation so keep this in mind look at your your life of of a human being sort of like working at a plant or corporation right because we know that in life many people people are born and people die right so let's say you worked a job for decades you know what I'm saying over 10 years let's just say over 10 years 10 20 years what have you right during that time you've seen people come in you've seen people go and you'll hear stories like oh hey there's a new guy in town there's new girls just died got on a job then another period of time oh such and such left how they leave oh they either quit they were fired you know may got you know saying then there's times where there's layoffs multiple people are you know multiple people are let go at one time not just one but it's a mass right and then some of them may even come back or try to come back some people go on and then you hear later on like what happened whatever happened to so-and-so oh man they 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 got another job or they starting their own business or hey you know what they became a celebrity they did this quasi block others went, oh they're doing bad they're out in the street whatever they doing they left that that place that you call your job right parallel that to life human life human life as you live through this life people are born those are the ones who come into the job first day on the job they're born others leave notice they call when they leave they call it a termination your, your job is terminated terminate means end just like the life sometimes there's layoffs that's your mass shootings killings whatever have you with it genocide pandemics whatever you have with there's a, a bunch of people that leave they let go they're cut off some come back they have to come back reincarnation if you want to call that some try to come back and they can't some want to come back some were ready to leave <laughs> some ended themselves some when they're terminated they're able to transition and do better 
right? Elevate spiritually. Some, they get lost. They're spiritually homeless, right? They caught in purgatory, whatever terms you want to use. They're caught up. Some go to even regress, right? Whatever term you want to use, that you can use the same parallel. So, talking about the task being done, that's why they talk about the earth task. When it's time, the earth tasks are done, right? My human form was wholly given to bring my human form. My human form was wholly given, totally given, to bring my will to tune with the deific will, with the divine will, the will of the omnipotent. When this was done, my earth tasks were all done. So that was it. That was the ultimate goal. Divine will to put you in tune. So that's really a deep statement to really ponder and consider I think the ultimate is for you to be in harmony and become one with the divine because as is mentioned in chapter 1 of the circle 7 man himself is not the body nor the soul he's a spirit and a part of the omnipotent right and man cannot die because as it says in the last chapter last paragraph of chapter 1 and I'll read it it says man cannot die the spirit man is one with Allah and while Allah lives man cannot die when man has conquered every foe upon the plane of soul the seed will have full opened out will have unfolded in the holy breath the garb of soul will then have served its purpose well and man will need it never more and it will pass and be no more and man will then attain unto the blessedness of perfectness and at one with Allah so there is no failure for the human soul right keeping that keeping that in mind there's no failure for the human soul you just may have to repeat lessons but we have to be conscious that we are where we can solve our problems best that's what the whole ministry of death chapter 4 and circle 7 is about you're at where you can solve your problems best there people talk about their calling right you're supposed to do something at the time wherever you at you just have to be able to be aware of this okay and the way you are aware of it is through being in tune with the divine in you and to speak to that what I'm going to um, read from now is chapter 8 in the circle 7 verse 6 where it says Allah lives not in the noise of tongues there is no way to him from any idle shrine Allah's meeting place with man is in the heart and in a still small voice he speaks and he who hears is still and all the people said teach us to know 
the Holy One who speaks within the heart. Allah of the still small voice. And Jesus said, the holy breath cannot be seen with mortal eyes, nor can men see the spirit of the Holy One. But in their image, man was made. And he who looks into the face of man looks at the image of Allah who speaks within. And when man honors man, he honors Allah. And what man does for man, he does for Allah. And you must bear in mind that when man harms in thought or word or deed another man, he does a wrong to Allah. If you would serve Allah who speaks within the heart, just serve your nearer kin and those who are no kin, the stranger at your gates, the foe who seeks to do you harm. Assist the poor and help the weak. Do harm to none and covet not what is not yours. Then with your tongue, the Holy One will speak and he will smile behind your tears, will light your countenance with joy and fill your hearts with peace. Okay, so you have to keep that in mind that we are in a space where we have to be in tune with that still small voice because being in tune with the still small voice will guide us into those situations that will allow things to manifest that need to manifest at that point in time for your development. Remember, we are here in this plane of things made manifest for growth and development. If there is no growth and there is no development, then it is all for naught. We must always keep that in mind um, so we do not get caught in the illusion. Now, in metaphysics and in the occult, will is that which governs the manifested universe in eternity. Will is one or is the one and sole principle of abstract eternal motion. The will is the first of all powers. So in other words, as we mentioned before, as in the circle seven, power is that will in manifest. For there to be power, right? It is the result of force. Okay? And and let me expound on that. Let's go back to the circle seven where we can speak about that, right? So... If you look at it in verse 15, chapter 7, or should I say starting with 14, the question was asked by Lamas. Again, Lamas asked, what do you say of power? And Jesus said, it is a manifest, is the result of force. It is but naught. It is illusion, nothing more. Force changes not. But power changes as the ether changes, right? As the ethers change, power changes. So 
he talked about not being caught in the illusion okay because when you are in a state where you listen to that still small voice within that guides you it allows you to no longer be in the illusion to get caught up in the illusion of what thing what things appear to be right because going back again in chapter 7 verse 4 it says in all the world there are two things the one is truth the other is falsehood and falsehood is that which seems to be now truth is ought and has no cause and yet it is the cause of everything falsehood is not and yet it is the manifest of right whatever has been made will be unmade that which begins must end all things that can be seen by human eyes are manifest of art are not and so must pass away the things we see are but reflexes just appearing while the ethers vibrate so and so and when conditions change they disappear the holy breath is true is that which was and is and evermore shall be it cannot change nor pass away so what we see with the human eyes with the physical eyes are manifest of art thus they are not it's not really the, the reality it's just a manifest it's a byproduct it's like the shadow right the shadow is a byproduct a manifest of the sun when you shine the light on the thing it gives the appearance of a silhouette but that silhouette is not the actual person okay so keeping that in mind going within allows you to be tapped into the reality right the spirit which is really you okay that's why we talk about the holy breath the question is says that the holy breath is truth right what is truth truth is art right truth cannot change can truth change truth cannot change nor pass away what other name do we give the truth holy breath what have you to say about the holy breath all we can say it is great it is good it was it is and never more to be amen okay so speaking on that in terms of with the will right that will is is that which governs the manifested universe in eternity the manifested universe not the unmanifest the manifested okay you have divine wisdom you have divine will and you have divine love that's the triune okay wisdom speaks from the highest plane of life from out the highest plane of life right when we attune our will with the divine will then the resurrection is a fact right and of course divine love is the savior that's the savior of humanity of fallen humanity okay we will not make it without love divine love true love so keeping that into the aspects like i said keeping into the context of the will 
you know, some people speak about karma. Um, there are many uh, metaphys- metaphysicians that will tell you that karma, what we call karma, is actually energized by the will, by one's will. And to speak to that, I'm going to read a passage of actually uh, a letter, alleged letter, right? Um, this letter was a letter, should I say it's a letter that was allegedly written by a man um, from India went going by the name of Kuthumi. Now, there's been some debate about this person as to whether he really existed or not, but this is a letter he wrote to Alan Hume, right? Um, some say that, again, that um, this Kuthumi is a um, was a figment of the imagination of Helen Blavatsky, okay? But in either case, uh, a made-up character, but in either case, I'm going to read this. This is what uh, was written, and this goes back to the 1800s, 1880, um, the Mahatma Papers um, that you'll find in the British Museum. It says, every thought of man upon being evolved passes into the inner world and becomes an active entity by associating itself, coalescing, we might term it, with an elemental. That is to say, with one of the semi-intelligent forces of the kingdoms of matter, it survives as an active intelligence, a creature of the mind's begetting, for a longer or shorter period, proportionate with the original intensity of the cerebral action which generated it. Thus, a good thought is perpetuated as an active beneficent power an evil one as a maleficent uh, uh, I might be messing that word up why do I say I, I knew it before as a maleficent or a maleficent maleficent that's what I meant to say demon Y'all forgive me. I, I, I mess words up all, all the time. Maleficent. 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 Demon. And so man is continually peopling his current in space with a world of his own, crowded with the offsprings of his fancies, desires, impulses, and passions a current which reacts upon any sensitive or nervous organization which comes in contact with it in proportion to its dynamic intensity. The Buddhist calls this his skandha. The Hindu gives it the name of karma. The adept evolves these shapes consciously other men throw them off unconsciously okay so that's what was written besides me messing up that that word I'm not even going to say it no more but y'all know what I meant okay the opposite of beneficent 
Okay, so with that said, what does that all mean? What? Why did I read that particular passage pertaining um, to karma and what does it have to do with will? So it has a multitude of things to do with it. So in the average man's present stage of development, remember I said this is all about growth and development, okay? Every single one of a person's thoughts passes through and is colored by the body of desires. Now, what is the body of desires? That is the lower self, okay? How many cells are there? Two. Name them, higher self and lower self. In chapter three of the circle seven, it says that, verse five, there are two selves, the higher self and lower self. The higher self is human spirit clothed with soul made in the form of Allah. The lower self, the carnal self, the body of desires is a reflection of higher self distorted by the murky ethers of the flesh. The lower self is an illusion and will pass away. The higher self is a law in man and will not pass away. The higher self is the embodiment of truth. The lower self is truth reversed and so is falsehood manifest. The higher self is justice, mercy, love, and right. The lower self is what the higher self is not. The lower self breeds hatred, slander, lewdness, murder, death, and everything that harms. The higher self is the mother of virtues and the harmonies of life. The lower self is rich in promises, but poor in blessedness and peace. It offers pleasure, joy, and satisfying gain, but gives unrest, misery, and death. Okay? So, this body of desires, this desire body, okay? These thoughts are colored, right? What is meant by the word color? Or I should say, what what does the word colored mean? Colored means anything that has been painted, stained, varnished, or dyed. That's what's in the Moorish questionnaire, right? So these thoughts are colored. They're stained by the desire body on the way to and from his active consciousness. So from your active consciousness, right, you have these filters that go it goes through. And then it becomes whatever it becomes. It becomes this entity. So created originally as a mental entity, it comes into being as a vibrating force on the mental plane. I'm going to repeat that. It was originally created as a mental entity. All thoughts are seeds. A thought is a seed. It's an entity. Not just seed like uh, uh, apple seed, a seed almost like a sperm. It's a it's a living entity. And it comes into being as a vibrating force on the mental plane. That's that will. Force is the will, right? This is where will comes in. The vibrations, these vibrations from the original idea or pattern which remain on that mental plane attract and mold the forces of each plane below the mental on its way to the active physical consciousness. So let's look at it like this. Okay. Man 
was a thought of the omnipotent formed in the image of the septony or the seven created spirits the seven created attributes clothed in the substance of soul and his desires were strong he sought to manifest on every plane of life and for himself he made a body of the ethers of the earthy forms and so he descended to the plane of earth in this descent he lost his birthright lost his harmony with the omnipotent and made discordant all the notes of life right as we say the higher self is the mother of virtues and the harmonies of life and breathes justice mercy love and right so in harmony and evil are the same so evil is the handwork of man Okay, so furthermore, seed cannot and does not germinate in light. They do not grow until they find the soil and hide themselves away from the light. Man was evolved a seed of everlasting light, but in the ethers of the triune, the light was far too great for these seeds to grow, and so man sought the soil of carnal life and in the darkness of the earth he found a place where he can germinate and grow and the seed took root and grew fully okay so the tree of life is raising from the soil of earthy things and under natural law is reaching up to perfect form right so it's not like there's any supernatural acts to lift man from carnal life to spirit blessedness, you grow as the plant grow. And in due time, you're perfected. Everything has its seasons, the cycles, right? We measure time by cycle ages, okay? Going back to chapter two. So, and then this also ties back, what I'm saying is tying back to chapter one. Talking about there being no failure for the human soul okay and it, things have to take its course perfected man must pass through all the ways of life and so a carnal was full manifest a nature that sprang forth from fleshly things without a foe a soldier never knows his strength and thought must be developed by the exercise of strength and so this carnal nature soon became a foe that man must fight that he might be the strength of a law made manifest okay you have to be the strength of the divine made manifest the strength of the omnipotent and this is why these things take place so keeping that into the aspect of where these thoughts start to um grow and take form and take shape the energetic creations are so molded by the idea attached themselves to him to man and remain with him for a longer or a shorter time depending on the original intensity so let's say the intensity you thought you've heard people say who become successful it's like I remember when I was five years old or 
I said, I'm going to be this. Right? And people didn't believe me. Said, nah, you can't be that. Nah, you you know. And you poor. You you this, you that. Son. I just, that's what I said. I said, I'm going to be that. I don't care. I'm going to be that. Now, the person may have said that at five years old, ten years old, or whatever. They had a thought. And they declared the thought. That's where the power of the word. Power of life or death is in the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. First chapter of John, right? In the Bible, St. John, right? Think about it. That person had a thought. The thought became the word. Declared the word. Put it out there into the universe, right? They could have said it. And it could have just, it could have fell on rocky soil, figuratively speaking, and nothing would have happened. Life would have took a turn and boom, 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 right? But it's still within the mental plane. It's still within the ethers. So things will come across to present itself for that person to make the choice to go that path that will lead to that manifestation of that initial thought. Right? Depending, again, this all depends on the original. It will remain depending on the original intensity of the thought, which created it. Then, of course, the re energizing effect that repetition of this thought has upon them. So, we may come into it, you may come into another situation where, oh, the opportunity, it may remind you, something may happen to remind you of the thought. Oh, man, yeah, I did say I wanted to, you know become a uh, an actor you know I did want to become you know I did want to start my own business yeah here's the opportunity boom 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 or you can say you know what man I ain't gonna I ain't gonna opportunity oh you know there's an opportunity you can work and start your own business man ain't no way I can do it life may hit you to a point where you don't believe in yourself man I can't do that Oh, they were saying it was right. I'm going to stay in this small town or whatever. I'm just going to do this job. And then you, and then that's where the hell begins. <laughs> you know, because you get through the, 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 the ups and the downs of life because you're truly not happy. You're truly not satisfied. You're truly not living your purpose, so to speak. But you feel you're surviving. The illusion is the illusion of survival. The illusion. That's the, honestly, that's the illusion. The illusion is is getting you to think that you you have to be out here to survive. You survive. You do what you do, and then you die. Let's let's take that to the context in the Circle Seven, where uh, you have the story of Jesus teaching the common people at a spring and tells them how to attain eternal happiness, right? And that's chapter 12. And it says, in silent meditation, Jesus sat beside a flowing spring. It was a holy day and many people of the servant caste were near the place. And Jesus saw the hard-drawn lines of toll on every brow in every hand. There was no look of joy in any face. Not one of all the group could think of anything but toil. And Jesus spoke to one and said, 
why are you all so sad? Have you no happiness in life? The man replied, we scarcely know the meaning of that word. We toil to live and hope for nothing else but toil. And bless the day when we can cease our toil and lay down and rest in Buddha's city of the dead. And Jesus' heart was stirred with pity and with love for these poor toilers. And he said, toil should not make a person sad. Men should be happy, happiest when they toil. When hope and love are back of toil, then all of life is filled with joy and peace. And this is heaven. Do you not know that such a heaven is for you? The man replied, of heaven we have heard, but when it is far, so far away, and we must live so many lives before we reach that place. And Jesus said, my brother, man, your thoughts are wrong. Your heaven is not far away. And it is not a place of meets and bounds. It is a country to not. It is not a country to be reached. It is a state of mind. Allah never made a heaven for man. He never made a hell. We are creators make our own now cease to seek for heaven in the sky just open up the windows of your hearts and like a flood of light a heaven will come and bring a boundless joy then the toil will be no cruel task think about that right that's that is the message there. That is the message that you have to see. Where the toiler can see another side of life. The worker, the employee, the laborer can see another side of life. And know and have a, a labor of love where your toil becomes your joy. The people said, make known to us the way that we may find the wealth that lies within the heart. Right? Behold, a master comes and tells him of a hidden wealth and that beneath, that underneath the rocky soil of carnal things are treasures that no man can count. That in the heart the richest gems abound that he who wills may open the door and find them all that's divine will when the will of man and the the divine will are one then the resurrection is a fact you stand again you're no longer looking to lay down and rest in buddha city of the dead you can stand up with pride and joy and experience your own heaven in the here and now and not fall to the illusion that tells you you know you know you, you, you better do what we tell you to do because if not you won't get to go to heaven when you die heaven is a state of mind 
and you can experience it right now. When you tap in and listen to be still and listen to the still small voice within. This is the wisdom of the masters that have been taught for the ages and the unconscious and the religious fanatics have made it something where this is only outside this can only exist outside of you you have to look for a savior outside of you you have to find the heaven outside of you even in the bible it says the kingdom of God is within man is within you not outside of you it didn't say the kingdom of God is up in heaven or over there it says within so through the divine will being in tune attuning yourself with the divine will and again be he who hears is still so this is where meditation comes in you have to apply the meditation you have to be in a meditative state not just sitting still and being meditative you have to get to a point where you learn how to be in motion and be meditative you can meditate while in motion that takes practice that takes work but again many masses have done that that's why I said in the beginning breath work is key holy breath it keeps saying in the circle 7 about the holy breath the holy breath the holy breath and now we hear all these people talk today in the, in the, in the new age community about breath work we've been talked about that in more science it's called the holy breath it's just knowing the application of it and how to apply it to get that resurrection <laughs> if you as is mentioned in the circle seven everything is applicable everything is applicable this is not uh, a type of body of knowledge where it's just about sounding heavy you know it's not about preaching because it's not about pre- it's not about the preaching it's about the teaching and the teaching has to take place with application in order for teaching to be effective there must be application and implementation of that which is taught of the instructions right these are the divine instructions it says in the circle seven these are the divine instructions so for there to be the divine instructions is that of the divine wisdom the divine will and the divine love triune or as it says in circle 7 triune Allah right these are things that will truly make us in harmony with the divine with the omnipotent right that's where the true salvation is because if you were to look for the savior you must look within everything is within and with that all things are possible so I'm glad I was able to share uh, my measure with you all. Again, I appreciate everyone. And until next time, peace and love.